Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Also, are you a fan of Block Talk? Well, our newest fans are the fabulous team at Daffoy. With the highest quality fans, accessories, and gear for any occasion, Daffoy is here to serve it to you every day. And over at Daffoy, you can create your own custom fan like the Block Talk fan I thwarp at every show. Fans of Block Talk can receive 15% off at checkout using code BLOCKTALK. Visit daffboy.com today. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at TheaterTheNow, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. You know I love me a punny name, and my next guest has just that. A five, six, seven, eight, it's Kiki Ball Change. Hi! How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. It's like beginning to feel a little spring again. It feels gorgeous outside it's, today. It's very, it's gorgeous, it's sunny, it's nice, but we're in that weird flux where like landlords still keep the um, heat on, mm. but it's hot out, yeah. and then you have that weird like like moist air in mm-hmm. your buildings and it's gross i turned my ac on for the first time last night oh i want I should, I should do that but my ac like is kind of broken right now so i can't do that uh-huh. i need help but oh my god i'm so excited that it's spring finally is here and we're all gonna be happy again although everyone's getting sick truth like i was knocked the fuck out for like a week and a half i had i had a flu shot in october okay uh-huh and then I had, like, a little cough. I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I woke up, like, a couple days later after having this cough. My throat was on fire. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I woke up in a pool of sweat. And I said, okay, something's wrong here. So I went to the doctor. And I had influenza A and <gasps> B. Whoa. At the same time. How does that? That's, like. Don't ask me how it happened, especially magic. with the flu shot. Oof. But it knocked me out. And, like, everyone's getting sick. It's reminded me of Influenza the Musical from Even Stevens. Shout out to those who know that reference. Six period. I haven't thought about that in quite oh some time. I Listen, you can borrow this concept, but I want to see a production number to... We um, went to... I want it. Somebody needs to do it, right? Would that not be amazing? Like uh, a whole production number. Such a good episode. Yeah, yeah, that right. was prime TV. It was. And you were like, what, four years old when that was no, on? No, I was like... And, well, maybe. <laughs> I was either in, like, early middle school or late elementary school. Well, there you go. Um, we're going to learn everything there is to know about you. Are you excited to tell everyone <laughs> everything? I don't know if they're excited to hear everything, oh, I'm sure but they I'm are. excited to tell them. But let's, let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Florida? What yes. is it like to grow up in Florida? Well, I grew up in in the most Republican county in Florida. Oof, not, not the fun part of Florida. So I had a whole different Florida experience growing up. Um, it's weird because I felt very much like a Floridian, but I also felt like a Southerner more so than people that grew up in, like, Miami. Um, it was fine. I didn't really notice, like, a lot of the Republican outlying areas growing up, but... Um, now, like, looking back on my hometown, like, Matt Gates is our congressman, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Matt Gates, but he is uh, awful. So, yeah. um, that's where I'm from. <laughs> now, 
Growing up in Florida, were you a beach kid? A beach kid? No. I I really only went to the beach, like, a handful of times growing up. But we have, like, a beautiful beach. Like, Pensacola Beach is, like, one of the best beaches in the world. And it's only, like, two hours from Panama City. So, you know, all the tourists go there for spring break. But Pensacola is, like, a little quieter beach area. It's beautiful. Did you partake in the Florida Man Challenge? I did, yes. Yeah. Mine was, uh, it actually happened this year. So, like, luckily, the Florida Man Challenge, like, came around shortly after my birthday. Um, it was, like, man gets stuck on track or something. Like, he walked on, like, a race car track and got stuck on it. I don't know if oh, it was God. during the race, but there's a video. That's a very Florida thing to do, apparently. It is very what is the stupidest thing you've ever done, as you are a Florida yeah. person? Uh, like... What would your actual headline be? If I can make up a headline, it'd probably be like Florida man. I oh, I can't think of anything. I don't know. <laughs> think on it. Well, where did you go to school? Uh, I went to UCF in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It was my first time living anywhere but where I grew up. I was born and raised in Pensacola, so that was wonderful being in a new city with things to do. Did you apply to other schools? Outside of the state, or is it all Florida schools? So I applied and auditioned because I was doing theater um, for 20 schools. All right, not bad. Um, And a lot of them were out of state. Um, But in reality, I don't know why I did that, because I could only really afford an in-state school. So um, UCF ended up being the one. Let's talk about theater. Okay. When did theater enter your life? I was seven. Um, My family, especially my grandmother, like, really instilled a big love of theater. Um, And music, like, music has been in my family for, like, three or four generations. Um, My great-grandmother, like, literally went to, uh, I think it was, like, uh, where was it? Some conservatory. I can't remember. Um, So... Growing up, I was, like, seven, and there were, like, auditions for South Pacific and for, like, some community theater production. So that was my first audition. But then, like, the next year, I auditioned for Oliver. I got in. Who did you play? I was uh, in Fagin's Gang. Okay, okay. Um, I was a little orphan. And um, the bug bit, and you stuck. You considered yourself at home. Yeah. It was... See, I can do the puns, too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's fine. My my humor (laughs) is so dry that people don't know when I'm making jokes anymore. (laughs) I'm also just an idiot, so (laughs) So, it's not you. Okay, so South Pacific, Oliver. Yeah. you, You were introduced to these classic Broadway musicals. Yes. Growing up, what was, like, your favorite? Oh, man. Um... Well, surprisingly, I've always really liked hair. As a kid? As more <laughs> of a young adult. I don't really remember what I liked as, like, a kid. Um, because me, as a kid, um, in sixth oh. grade, I did a, um, like, a book report on mm-hmm. Bob Fosse in yeah. sixth grade. I think everyone knew at that point where things were going <laughs> to lead. But I was, like, obsessed with this man who... Not realizing in sixth grade, not the greatest role model. Yeah. Great, brilliant artist, but, like, not a good person. Yeah. 
and then I'm obsessed with a show in sixth grade called Chicago about mm-hmm. killing people. <laughs> Girl, I, mean, I had no idea. I I actually remembered my one of the my biggest like memories, oldest memories of musicals is Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. I grew up Jewish, and one of like the easiest things for us to watch in like synagogue when we were like going on a trip mm-hmm. somewhere or whatever, they just turn on Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. And uh, the movie version is, you know, what I primarily watch and listen to. But, um, yeah, I think growing up, that was probably my favorite. What was the first Broadway show you ever saw? Oh, I can't remember because I saw two in one trip. I think it was 9 to 5. Right. But it might have been in the Heights. Two very good shows. Two very good shows. I think I like 9 to 5 better. I think I I do too. But (laughs) I... Uh, I think 9 to 5 was the very first show I saw on Broadway. So what brought you to New York? Theater. I lived here um, in 2016. I graduated a semester early, so I spent from, like, December to June, kind of like, I did a couple more shows, like, after college, and then saved some money, and I moved here in June of 2016. I lived here for a couple months just to kind of get the lay of the land. I had a mental breakdown, so I left and uh, made a new plan for coming back for theater again. I had some more money. I got some more credits on my resume, and I came back in August of 2018. Amazing. When did drag enter your life? Uh, doing it, I made an active conscious decision to do my makeup, take a picture, and put it on Instagram in October of 2017. Um, but my first, like, cross-dressing experience, I was... Uh, do you remember that commercial? It was, like, for a phone company. And it was, like, when, like, texting teens were, like, brand new, and it was, like, IDK and whatever. Yeah, BFF LOL. Joe. Yeah, so I went... In, like, 7th or 8th grade for Halloween as your BFF, Jill. Amazing. I love that. Thank you. So, describe Kiki in three words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Funny, (laughs) uh, theatrical, and stupid. That checks out. What is the origin story of your drag name? I had, I don't know when I thought of it. I think it was late high school. So, like, I, but I never really knew drag, but I knew, like, of drag, and I knew, like, there were funny names in drag, and so I think I was, like, sitting around with, I think, my brother and sister, maybe, and we were just talking about, like, funny drag names, and I think I said something along the lines of, like, if I was ever a drag queen, like, I'd want something theatrical and, like, theater-related, because that's, like, what I think I would do, and um, I think we are just throwing out, like, different, like, punny, like theater things and Kiki Ball Change was something I threw out and I like grabbed it instantly. I was like, that's it. If I ever do drag, that's my name. And it stuck. I almost changed it. But um, Kiki Ball Change stuck. Why would you have changed it? Um, After I started doing drag and, and introducing myself as Kiki Ball Change, I was in Orlando and there aren't as many theater Mm -hmm queens gays in orlando as there are in new york and elsewhere so people didn't really get it um and so i wanted something that was like more widely like just known like not i guess uh what's the word yeah i guess known so i almost changed it to pussy papadopoulos whoop whoop 
But I had to be kid friendly, so that truth. Well, how long does it take to transform into Kiki? Um, on a good day, maybe two hours max. But uh, if I want to take my time, it can take longer. Actually, two hours is probably a good average for good or bad. Do you have like any getting ready traditions, like things you do while you're getting ready? I have a lip sync playlist that I usually put on shuffle while I'm doing my makeup. Um, it has some of my favorite artists and songs that I like to lip sync to. Um, and I think that's about it. That's my only really tradition. Do you have any like top makeup tips that you want to share with the kids? Girl, well, I just found out because I have my show and so I have to perform for like an hour and I realized like, (laughs) I don't know how to set down my makeup that well. It melts off in two seconds because I'm a big sweater. Um, I, I think it's just like practice makes perfect i think that's so like you know everyone hears that but it's really true like the more you play around the more you do your makeup the more frequently you do it like you just get into like how how your face works what looks good on your face um and it's like i could do as many youtube tutorials as you want but at the end of the day my face is different than your face well head on over to our friends at krylon get some setting spray they will help you out i and have krylon setting spray and it doesn't work it's not working okay no. go go down there tell tim i sent you and he is going to make sure it works for you okay i, he, I posted on my facebook recently i was like calling all queens yeah. i need help and tim pearson a is a magician and he is a sweetheart and he will yell at you but he is here <laughs> for all the queens who are some of your like inspirations both in dragon theater um theater wise i love um patty lapone bet midler bernadette peters um the classic uh, divas the classic divas audrey mcdonald has to go in that group um drag wise coco peru is uh, we're, we're going to talk about her in a little yeah, bit. We'll, we'll save that. She's my my absolute inspiration um, in drag. Um, I love... Um, uh, oh, I need to talk about some Drag Race girls, but now my mind is completely blank on Drag Race. Um, I love Thorgy Thor. I love Sasha Valor. I love Miss um, Cracker. Um, I love, like, conceptual queens. I love, um, like stupid queens i love like out there queens i love artistic queens um yeah anyone that kind of falls into that nice. what was your first gig and what was the first lip sync you did um well first paid gig or first first performance first, 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 in drag yeah. um so my parents moved to montgomery alabama oh a few years ago so i was living with them at the time and that's part of why i started drag was i was very creatively stifled living with my parents in alabama and i hadn't really watched drag race yet i had seen like season two and three like years before but i hadn't like caught up on anything since then and so i started watching drag race and thorgy thor was actually my first like queen i was like oh i like that i like what she's doing and so i i sat down with like a picture of Thorgy Thor and I did my face as close to hers as I could. And, um, that was like my first, like, and that's the picture I took of myself later. And then, um, so I kind of started doing it at home first and like getting my makeup skills set. And then I said, okay, there's gotta be somewhere around here I can perform. So there's one club, (laughs) 
sad club in Montgomery, Alabama called Club 322. Not Club 96? <laughs> this was before Club 96. Club 96. <laughs> um, so I went one night, uh, like a Friday. They're only open on the weekends because it's mm-hmm. like, there's no one goes. And um, I went Friday night and introduced myself to like the main queen there. And I said, I'm just starting drag. I would love to perform. And so I came in the next week and performed as Kiki. And my first song was Let's Hear It For The Boy. The Broadway version or the... The um, pop version. Pop version. The 80s right. version, right. yes. Um, so you mentioned um, that you make your mixes via... iMovie. <laughs> um, I am bewildered and interested to understand this journey for you. Yeah, so I started iMovie making like my reel like for my acting mm-hmm. um and it was just what i was familiar with and comfortable with i knew how i could edit audio on imovie and so i like that's all i knew so i just said oh well i'll just use it to edit my mixes because i know how to work it and i honestly wouldn't have it any other way i use it still for every single thing i do i use it for my youtube channel i use it for my mixes all right well if it works for you if you want some <laughs> tutorial on garage band i'm here for you i got you let me know okay it would probably be a lot easier if i use it is band, so but... much easier because because there's a lot of other things you can do with mm-hmm. it you can, there's a lot of, there's a world of play on garage band i'll tell I you i might that. sit down one day and dabble yeah who were some of the first people to help you out on your drag journey um I didn't really have a lot of help. It took me a really long time because I was kind of by myself for most of my drag journey. Um, when I would first... So I started... I did a, like literally two performances in Montgomery and then I moved back to Orlando for a few months. Um, and I did like a competition there. It was like just a weekly competition. So every night was like a different like night to win. Um, and my friend who is like a huge Orlando queen, she's actually moving to New York soon. Um, Mr. Miss Adrian was kind of like, not like a mentor, but like occasionally I'd see her and she'd be like, Hey, like just like your makeup looks good. Maybe just do this next time or something. But besides that, I, I pretty much have done a lot of it on my own. Um, when I moved to New York, um, Poppy, who has now moved to San Francisco. Dearly departed. Dearly departed Poppy, that bitch, um, was a huge, huge, huge help for me um, in getting started in New York. She gave me my first opportunity to perform in New York. Um, when I was doing UDP, she would, even after she moved, like she, we would text and call and chat about what I was doing and what my look would be and all of that. So I really wouldn't have any semblance of what, New York career I have now without Poppy, honestly. What New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with is on your dream list? That I've yet to work with. Um, I mean, if I can go big, Sasha Valore. There you go. I would love to work with her someday. She's an international queen now. Yeah. So you not only just competed in the last season of UDP, mm-hmm. You won. What was the ultimate drag pageant experience like for you? Terrifying. I'm going to probably cry. I cry at everything. Um, I was... Oh, my God. Ah, I'm so emotional! I 
was very, very depressed um, when the pageant first started. I almost dropped out. I was super scared to do it. I hadn't done anything like that in drag. I wasn't sure if drag was like anything I was going to do, going to put any time or effort into. I thought theater was like it for me. So um, I went through kind of the first half of the competition thinking I was going to be eliminated like first. Um, And I kind of wanted to be. I didn't want it to turn into something that I would have to put more effort and more time into because I wasn't sure if it was what I wanted to do. Um, And it gave me a lot of confidence doing that. I started going to the gym around the same time. I started, like, working on bettering myself. Um, So it honestly changed... Jesus. It changed my life. And I... um, It's so weird because it's, like, just a small competition, but... It was what I needed, like, in my life at that time. And it helped set me up now to be this up-and-coming New York queen. And art heals. Art, art yeah, is... it truly does. And that's, like, why I do drag and why I started drag is, like, I needed a way to express myself, express my queerness, express my art, express my theatrical, like, sensibilities in my own terms. And so um, it was great. It It gave me something to look forward to every week. It gave me, like new friends, new sisters. Um, it was a really great experience. What was the biggest takeaway from UDP for you? Um, being humble, I think, is uh, one of the biggest things that I think drag queens should be. Um, because at the end of the day, like, you know, we have international queens now, thanks to Drag Race and everything, but if you're not a good person, if you're not a kind person, if you're not a gracious and grateful person, no one's going to want to work with you, no one's going to want to be your friend, no one's going to want to come to your shows and give you tips. Um, so I think the biggest takeaway was just, like, regardless of if I won, regardless of how the week went, I still had to, like, take a moment after each show and just say, okay, this went great today, this didn't go great today, but what am I grateful for through this experience? And, um, yeah. I love that. Have you caught the competition bug? No. (laughs) I get very in my head about competitions. Um, And it's hard because you have to Mm -hmm. to compare yourself to people. And... I just like to kind of do my own thing. And even when I was in Orlando doing competitions, I would hate it because it was like a popularity contest. And I never won in Orlando, and I always wanted to. And, um, yeah, I don't think competitions are really for me. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, occasionally... Hey, you never I might, know. You never know. You know. If another one comes up. If another one comes up and I have, a, I have a want to do it, then you never know. Is there one week in the competition that you wish you could have a do-over on? horror week for sure um <clears throat> my brother flew out just to see me and i think i was really really nervous because i wanted to like make sure his trip was worth mm-hmm. it um and i got very in my head during the performance i wasn't as rehearsed in my number what did you do for her week i made my own it was like i made my own story like i didn't use a lot of like songs and things like I use my own voice for most of it um so I did kind of like I was watching tv and I got possessed 
but I kind of just threw everything together and it wasn't like my best work. But like anyone that saw it, like even my brother was like, I thought it was great. Like I didn't notice anything wrong with it, but just like personally, course, I wish I could have done better. So through UDP, you get your own little show called Kiki with Kiki. I did. Tell us about it. Um, it is a learning experience is what I'm using it as. It's a four week run. We just did week one and two. Um, so I have a couple weeks left and then maybe it might get extended. Maybe it won't. I don't really, you know, I don't care. I'm just using the four weeks I have to just kind of like do what I want to do. Um, so we have some theater stuff. We have some Disney stuff. Um, we have some of my, like most popular mixes that everyone likes. Um, I started this, I did the first week by myself, and then I'm, I started this last show, and then this next week and the last week, I'm having the girls that were all, that made it to the end of UDP are my guests each week. So last show I had Boyish Charm and Anna Val Banana, this next week I'm having Tina Twirler and Vivica Galactica, and last week I'm having Aria as my final UDP guest. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm using this time to kind of figure out what having my own show is like and what people react to and what people don't like as much. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's stupid. What can we expect to see in this show that's different from other shows in the city? Um, I think a, a big note I was given in UDP and what other like bigger queens have told me is like, they want me to have more polish. Um, and in a lot of ways, like, I kind of resent that. Mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, like, you know, I would like to be on Drag Race one day. Maybe if the cards align, I will be. But I I think, like, we've lost so much of... I think Drag Race is wonderful, but I think because of Instagram and social media and Drag Race, I think we've lost so much of, like, what drag should be, which is, like, personal art. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, so there's, if, and there's also a very different version of what polish means to different queens yeah when you you can say polish to colonoscopy is not gonna be the same kind of polish to zalika parsons yeah two different styles of yeah, drag absolutely both desiring two different styles of polish i never wore or painted my nails for one single week of udp and i still won and so at my shows i i you know i try to level my pussy up a little bit because i think you know it just comes with the territory like baby steps you, yeah and I'm not saying I'm, you know, going to wear nails every single week for the rest of the time I'm in drag, but I feel like what makes me different is I feel like I connect with people because I'm not polished, because I have, like, a slightly unpolished way. Uh, I make my fucking mixes on iMovie. Like, I'm just different, and I'm, I try to approach everything with, like, a different point of view to show them something they haven't seen before in a new way. Um... Yeah, I think that's what kind of sets me apart and what makes me stand out is, like, I'm also really funny. And I don't get a chance to show that side of myself as a boy. Mm -hmm. And so I really take every chance in drag to, like, show the inner mechanisms of my mind that people don't normally see or know about me. I think we know the answer to this one. You kind of answered it already. But why is this show important to you? God, you're really... I'm, like, on the verge of tears on every fucking This is hard-hitting journalism. (coughs) I'm I'm good at my job. I have overactive tear ducts. Um, Me too. (laughs) Um, As someone 
sad and iconic, I'm a crybaby. Yeah. And I cry I'm very much a crybaby. I get it from my mom. Um, what was the question? So I Why is this show important to you? I, I mean, yeah, I kind of answered it. I think it just gives me a chance to just show a side of myself that people don't see yeah. normally. Well, we're going to play a fun little game called This or That. Okay. It's a new segment. Okay. I'm going to give you two things, and you're going to tell me your preference. Okay. Kelly O'Hara or Audra McDonald? <laughs> Audra. Puppies or kitties? Puppies. Chicken or the egg? The egg. Chipotle or Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Sex or cuddling? Uh, cuddling. Flowers or candy? Mmm, flowers. Sweeney Todd or Into the Woods? Into the Woods. London or Paris? Paris. Trixie or Katya? Oh. Oh. Right? Katya. Tattoos or piercings? Tattoos. M&M's or Skittles? M&M's. Tony or Oscar? Tony. Ibsen or Chekhov? <laughs> I'm not that classically trained. Um, <laughs> uh, Chekhov. Chicago or Cabaret? Ooh. Ca- cabaret. Selena Gomez or Demi Lovato? Actually, I changed it to Chicago. Alright. Um, Demi. Grinder or Scruff? Grinder. Kiki or Kai Kai? Kiki. There you have it, this or that. <laughs> Where do you see your drag in five years? <laughs> Not existent. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I've kind of lived most of my life kind of just like letting the wind. Pocahontas is my favorite Disney movie. And one of my favorite, I know it's controversial. One of, if you want to hear me talk about it, come to my show. Um, one of my favorite quotes is she goes wherever the wind takes her. And I think that's very much me and how I live my life. I just kind of let, you know, I have a plan. I have like goals, but I kind of just go with whatever works at the time. So, um, you know, I would love to see Kiki still around as long as she wants to be around, but drag is tiring and it's Mm -hmm. expensive. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, if it, if it. If we hit gold somewhere down the line, amazing. If I can do drag full time and pay my rent, amazing. Um, but I've also found this with theater is like when it becomes a career, it loses a lot of the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And especially in art, you're your own everything. You're your own producer, you're your own like marketer, you're your own director. Yeah. So I mean, I, for me, I found. Because I have a theater background. Yeah. Not many people in my life remember that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm a writer. I had a musical in Nymph. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've done things. I've yeah. won an award for writing. Once money is involved, all that joy you had in the art is sucked out of it. Yeah. And it's taxing. It's, yeah. it's traumatic. Yeah. So but, in some ways, I'm already kind of feeling that with Kiki, and I'm trying to... Again, like, the same way I did with the competition, like, I have to sit down and say, you are being paid to express your art, and that is a gift that not many people get to have. Um, So in five years, I, you know, ideally, yeah, I'd love to be a very successful drag queen, but um, if something's not making me happy, I'm the first person to say, okay, let's re-examine. So you never know. So in the age of social media, what is the most efficient and effective way to get an audience to come see you and engage with you? Being a human. 
I think uh, I've noticed a lot, especially recently, just how reliant and dependent we are on our phones and how much that distances us from other people. Um, And so in my shows and in just my life, I try to connect with people again, I think. um, And I know we're going to talk about Coco Brew in a second, but I think she is a huge example of like, she's a storytelling drag queen. Mm -hmm. Like she's not a big performer. Like the way you see drag race girls are like dancing queens. Like she connects with people because she tells stories. And I think in a very tribal sense of who we are as people and human beings, like we connect with people that can connect with us on that level. Um, Yeah. So I think, you know, it is important to have a social media presence now. um, And I try to keep that up, but at the end of the day, like, I don't want to be an Instagram queen. I don't want to no. be someone that people connect with online. I want to be someone that people connect with in person. That's fair. So I try to always talk to people when I see them at my shows. I try to get them, you know, to come to the next one in the moment when they're there in person. Yeah, I love that. Drama is inevitable in New York nightlife. <laughs> Do you find yourself staying away from it or fueling the fire? And is there a way to prevent drama and just coexist peacefully? I fucking hate drama. I've always hated drama. I've always hated confrontation. Um, I like things to be as easy and as simple and as friendly as possible. Um, I find if I've been involved in drama, regardless of who started it, I think the best step to take is to apologize. Um... Or just to talk about it, I think sitting on something just makes things fester and mm-hmm. worse. Or I like to nip things in the bud. So before things get too out of control, I like to just attack it right away and say, okay, like there's whatever going on, um, let's uh, let's address it. Or I just like to stay out of it completely. Like if I hear something, if someone's talking to me about something, I'll like, you know, get the dirt, I'll get... You know, find out what's going on because I don't want to be a part of it so I like to know what's happening but I don't like to like be involved well hopefully you won't get involved in some drama but it's time for tea time okay so I'm going to give you some names of some of your sisters your colleagues <laughs> people you share the stage with people you love people you hate I don't know okay you're going to tell us a story some, tell us an anecdote whatever you want to share about them or spill some tea okay and we're going to start off easy boyish charm ugh that bitch She's my underbite sis. Um, she's so fucking funny. Um, she's young. She's, you know, newer to the scene. And I think she can only go up from here. Next is Annabelle Banana. Love her. She, we went to UCF together. Oh, crazy. Yeah, we kai kai girl. That's the tea. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't know it was her because I, the first time I saw her, like, after college was in drag for UDP. And she literally came up to me. She was like, we know each other. And I was like, we do? And I I always feel so bad when someone's like, I know you. And I'm like, I don't remember who you are. But she was like, I went to UCF. And then like the next week she was like, do you remember we hooked up? And I was like, no. This may be the best tea we've ever had on tea really? time. Maybe I spelt it too No, easily. that was great. Um, Yeah. But I love her. We're, we're really good sisters. Nice. Next is Tina Twirler. <laughs> that bitch is going places. Um, she's a Davenport honey. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so talented. She's one of the kindest people I've ever met. Um, we want to show together. We're going to call it 5678. We already have a name. 
So I'm putting it in the universe that me and Tina want to show together at some point. All right. Yeah. Universe, you listening? Hopefully. Next up is Vivica Galactica. That bitch. She's one of the hardest working... Like, she came here, I think, around the same time I did. Like, September of, like, this past year. Mm-hmm. Hit the ground running. Has, like, two shows that she hosts. Um, she did really well in UDP. She has a brunch now with Wendy, Wendy Waxwood. And um, she's, you know, she hit the ground running. She's doing great. And she's from Denver. She is. Next up is Johanna. Johanna is a beautiful queen. Um, she was the first eliminated from UDP, so I don't really know that much about her. But I'd like to get to know her. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Next is Arya Durchi. Arya is uh, one of my friends. We... It was hard because she was um, my main competitor, I felt like, in UDP. So it was... As much as, like, we wanted to keep up, like, this sisterhood, it's still, like, a competition, and that can get the best of you. Um, so I think we all kind of got wrapped up in that a little bit, but me and Arya have, you know, made amends about whatever was said or done during the competition, and um, I am excited to see what she does next. Yeah, next we have Margot Cummings. <sighs> that bitch. I love Marty. I love Marty with all of my heart. Um... Yeah, she's one of the hardest working queens I know. Um, she has an incredible platform. Um, I think one of my inspirations with drag is that drag queens have always been at the forefront of political um, change. And she is a perfect example of bringing that into the modern era. Um, yeah, I think she deserves every good thing. Yeah, she's going places. Yeah, She's going to change our world for us. She already has. Next, we have Megami. Um, I don't really know her that much. We were supposed to do a show together, but I had the flu, so I had to drop out um, for her gender blender cabaret. Um, yeah, I only know her from just, like, seeing her at UDP when she would come to watch, and I saw her in Iconic, the one I've only been once, but um, I saw her there. She's really sweet from what I know. Next is Ms. Diamond Wigfall. She's very sweet. I love Diamond. Um, she, yeah. I don't really know that much about her, but, you know, we know each other. Next we have Salmonella. Salma. That bitch can style a wig to the gods. Yes, she can. Um, she has an incredible, uh, what's the what's the show? Um, with Moira Rose. Shit's Creek. Yeah, she has an incredible Shit's Creek medley um, that she does at her show, and she's super sweet. Yeah. Next is Laguna Blue. Laguna. She lives a block away from me. That's wild. I know. Like, when she, we first realized that, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be over all the time, and <laughs> I've only been over, like, once. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, this is some tea. I like her best. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I like, I love all of them, but I, I just feel like yeah. for me personally, like we've connected the most mm-hmm. out of the three of them and she's really no, been the only one that's like actively tried yeah, to like. Yeah, they're, they're, again, they're, they're, three of them are amazing together. Yeah. Individually, they're amazing. But yeah, there's something about Laguna that she is a sweetheart and she 
will care about you yeah whether you realize it or not yeah she's she I has a very a very huge heart i yeah. love her and finally the dearly departed poppy <laughs> i thought you said bobby <laughs> bobby yes bobby i'm like who the fuck is bobby bobby um poppy tj schmidt yeah i owe her a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot yeah she yeah. she um rumor has it this is maybe t she may have gone to san francisco with a microphone from icon we don't really know that's the rumor but <laughs> she oh, probably she, would have she probably did um poppy's my very very dear bitch um she is like my cool aunt drag yeah mom, drag well, she's aunt. only like 12 years old so yeah <laughs> if you could drag swap with one new york city queen who would it be drag swap like take their look take their aesthetic like oh. you get to be them for a night i mean honestly laguna blue i yeah she's always been my makeup inspiration um since i started kind of like getting a hold on my makeup um i knew about her way before i moved to new york i was the most excited to meet her um i can't like sometimes i have to like pinch myself i can't believe her friends because like I think she's incredible. I think she's hardworking. I think she does an amazing job. Um, yeah, I'd love to see what life is like under the deep blue sea one day. Who would play Kiki in the Broadway musical of your life? Me, bitch! I can sing. Um, if I had a choice of anyone... Okay, fine. Who's the first replacement in <laughs> Kiki the musical? So, let's see. I haven't thought about that. Uh... I'm trying to think of who, like, kind of looks like me. He's a little older, but, like, I've been told the one role on Broadway I can play right now is uh, Damien and Mean Girls. So, just look-wise, maybe Gray Henson, who is, there you go. Who is Damien, but, um... Hey, listen, Celia Keenan-Bolger is playing Scout in uh, yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird. True. I don't think age matters on Broadway. Yeah, you're right. What is your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, um... Ooh, actually... No, even mm. though you're a singer? And I'm literally about to host a karaoke night in oh, Brooklyn. Oh, no. Well, you better get your I know. go-tos. I just, because I never know like what I want to sing. Oh, uh, well, it's been a really long time since I sang karaoke. In drag, I've only sang one song. <laughs> I've only ever sang one song in drag. It's maybe this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, don't know. Cherry Poppins I, is shaking right now. <laughs> um, I don't know why that's always the song I choose in drag. but I, it's such a powerful song. Yeah. Male, female, whoever sings it. The song is, it's one of the best songs written by Cam Yeah, Neb. it's so good. I, if it's in, if you can change the key for karaoke, I love Cher. I'm sure you um, can. Well, most places you can, like, adjust them. Yeah. So. But that being said, I don't think I've ever sang a Cher song. Oh, oh, I know. Um, Abba. I like singing Abba at karaoke. Which song? Any, any in particular? I f- what did I sing last time? I sang Dancing Queen, I think. Nice. No, I sing something else. I don't remember. Well, speaking of songs to do, are there any songs or artists that you currently don't perform that you want to add to your repertoire? Um, uh, I mean, I love Ariana, but I feel like Ariana's so oversaturated. I see that. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I love Ariana. Um, any musicals that you want to tackle? Um... Yeah, I really want to do a Patti Lapone mix eventually. Cherry Poppins is shaking again. <laughs> well, Marty has a Patti Lapone mix too, and she has like the exact clips I wanted to use, so I don't really know if I can ever do Cherry that. Cherry Poppins but. is shaking. <laughs> um, 
We're going to move into the pop five rapid fire. The pop five? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like top five, but like pop five. Got so it, got it, got it. Five like pop culture things. Okay. You're going to respond to them, word, story, phrase, whatever you want to talk about. I'm really bad about. at pop culture. Okay. Well, well let's, let's start easy. Bianca Del Rio is going to be in Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Uh-huh. In the UK. I just read that. So, uh, uh, I don't know that show. No. But I'm excited that a drag queen's going to be on the West End. Yeah. Well, you should learn about the show. It's very... I know. It's I've heard it's really, really good. Celebration. Yeah. Next is Dumbo the movie. Okay. Um, I love the cartoon. Uh, I'll probably see the movie, maybe not when it's in theaters, but... Uh, yeah, sure. I love uh, animal rights. Mm-hmm. All right. Next is Be More Chill. Uh, I have a friend who's a swing in that. Um, I've been meaning to see it. I've heard it's good. I'm, I like new works. Yeah, it's a new work for sure. Joe Iconis on Broadway. Yes. Next is Cardi B admits she drugged and robbed men during her stripper days. Do whatever you need to do, girl. <laughs> Cardi B can do no wrong, except trademark. Oh, yeah, you can't do it. Can't but do that. Don't do that, girl. And finally, last but not least, Baby Shark. <laughs> do 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 do. Um. Well, seeing as I was in a music video for it, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I. I mean, everybody knows I have an obsession with Baby Shark. For iconic, really, I obsessed with it. For Iconic Animal Week, I tried so hard to get one person to do a shark mix. None of them wanted to do it. So what did I do? I made a shark mix. Oh my god. And Baby Shark is the inspiration for it. I love Baby Shark. I don't care how much it makes people's brains... Baby Shark's been around for a long time, though. I remember doing that when I was a kid. See, I didn't. I was never around like Boy Scouts or anything, so I didn't know the song. Um, But when I finally found out about it recently, I was like... Oh, this is my jam. This yeah, is I mean, like, I don't think people realize, like, it's been around a really long yeah. time. Well, this is a new segment on the um, show. It's called Fan Corner, where I have okay. some fans of the show, of you, ask me some questions. Oh, okay. And this was actually, like, something that people wanted to know about from multiple people. Oh. But it, it's inspired by your recent um, Thodacy interview. Okay. And we're going to um, shout out Jim right now, but we love Thodacy. Hey, but everyone is dying to know about this Coco Peru connection. <laughs> Give us the I was tea. wondering when it was going to come. Um, I, I mean, like everyone, I've been a huge fan of Coco for years. Um, again, it's one of the things, like, I realized, like, a couple of days ago, I had to, like, sit down and be like, wow, like, Coco Peru is your dragon mother. So, um, yeah, tell, tell us about the origin of that happening. Yeah, so I design websites for actors um, I've been doing it for years, and, um, I was, I don't know what, like, why I thought of this, but I was, like, looking at Coco's website, and it was very outdated. It was, like, a really old, like, web host. Like, it just looked outdated. Mm-hmm. And because I have such a love and respect for her, I, you know, Thought, I was like, well, the worst she can say is no or not respond or not ever see it, but that's already what is happening. So I'll reach out and I will offer to make her website for her. And I did, and she responded and said yes. And um, it started from that, and we just like through talking a lot and you know, getting friendlier with each other, um, we became friends. And like, I'd already been doing drag 
often, you know, like not regularly, but I would, I was doing drag. And I think like at one point I was just like, so at this point am I just like your drag daughter? And she said, that would make Charles Bush your drag grandmother and <laughs> B. Arthur your great grandmother. And I said, I'll take it. And That's a lineage you have to live up to. I know. I know. It's a lot of pressure, but... And um, you've met before. We actually hadn't met until after all of that had happened. Um, we met for the first time at DragCon in New York City in Amazing. September. October, whenever that was. Did she? Did you reach out to her during UDP at all for advice? Um. So this is like kind of... She's my drag mother, but it's more like... I guess she doesn't give me a lot because she also lives in LA. So it's like, so she's more of like a moral support Mm -hmm. mother compared to like a, like, here's what you need. I'm going to give you this blah, blah, blah kind of mother. Um, so it was mostly just like, loved your video. It was cute. Like, Hey, will you record this thing for me so I can put it in my mix? Kind of like, you know, so she was there. She's always like present in my life, but, um, yeah, so she, you know, she would give me encouragement every now and then. Nice. So we have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. Mm-hmm. This is a question from Chandelier. Okay. What's your favorite color and why? Yellow. Yellow? I know, it should be red as Kiki, right? but as me personally, I love yellow. I've always loved yellow. What is it about yellow that you're... It just reminds me of happiness. Okay. It's bright, it's fun, um, and not a lot of people like it. Which makes no. it even more special to me. Well, I mean, in the in the gay world, when you see a yellow bandana, that's not happiness. It's <laughs> piss play. But what a, what? That's adults. Now it's your turn to ask my next guest question. Okay, it could be any question you want. If you could be any celebrity for a day, living or dead, who would it be, and why? Oh, I love that. I love that. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, use hashtag Kiki with Kiki. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Kiki Ball Change um, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can type in my name on Facebook and find me. You can type in my name on YouTube. I have a baking series where I bake very poorly in my small New York kitchen. Um, and you can also find all of my UDP performances on my YouTube. And you can tip a bitch on Venmo at Kiki Ball Change. There you go. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. A huge thanks to Kiki for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And visit our Patreon to become a patron today. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.